Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are going beyond what you may feel are your limits as we test your boundaries to reach unprecedented growth. Let's embark on a transformative journey that equips you with the skills and mindset needed to navigate the complexities of life with resilience and confidence. Are you stuck in a rut? Hit what feels like a ceiling of potential? Or maybe year after year, it feels like you're regressing instead of pushing forward and persevering. Wherever you feel trapped, reach out because there is so much more to be had. It starts with your desire for more and then your willingness to embrace new ideas that may feel unfamiliar or disagreeable. Your comfort zone might be holding you hostage and limiting your possibilities. It's time for a breakthrough that starts with pushing back against the same-o, same-o. Herbert Otto said, Change and growth take place when a person has risked himself and dares to become involved with experimenting with his own life. What type of life experimentation have you seized? If you're at the door, what are you waiting for? Jason Robel from Wonderlust kicks us off with Get Uncomfortable, Why Boundary Pushing is Essential for Growth. It's easy to get comfortable with daily routines, the way you relate to your loved ones, the way you run your business, the way you do yoga, even eating the same exact foods day in and day out. This is not to say that a certain amount of comfort is intrinsically bad for you. Taking time off to relax and rejuvenate is absolutely necessary for your mental wellness and emotional balance. Laying in a hammock for a few hours to recharge is not the kind of comfort that I'm talking about. But all too often, comfort can be a sly euphemism for, I just don't feel like trying new things or expanding my horizons. I'll just stay put exactly where I am. That way I have familiarity. And familiarity equals control in my head. Sounds way too familiar, doesn't it? There's something about willfully making yourself uncomfortable, taking big risks, and finding where the edges of your fear live that makes you feel viscerally alive, exploratory, and curious about what life has in store for you. It's the opposite of certainty and control. So what is it about staying comfortable that inhibits your growth? Think about a relationship you've experienced where things were well enough. When people asked how your partner was, you said, fine, everything's fine, yeah, it's cool. You get along well, you laugh a lot, everything on the surface appears wonderful. But perhaps there's a clear boundary you wanted to express, or something that made you feel unseen, or made you want to talk about your feelings, you know, on a raw and vulnerable level. Rather than bring something up that might create ripples in the pond of illusionary romantic bliss, You stayed silent and you stayed comfortable. You didn't rock the boat. The growth opportunity in a relationship like this is to choose to speak up, stand up, and share your truth, which can feel absolutely terrifying at first. You might think, what if they don't understand? What if they don't want to be with me anymore? 
What if I find out they're not the one? By choosing the cold comfort of complacency instead of discomfort and change, you stay stuck and you keep playing small. And this filters into every area of your life. Here's an interesting idea for you. Instead of creating a list of New Year's resolutions, make a list that scared the absolute heck out of you and make you feel really uncomfortable when you imagine doing them. Things that your inner voice responds with, but it would be crazy if we did that. Are you nuts? Your list could include things like skydiving or telling your longtime crush how you really feel about them, or finally taking singing lessons, or doing stand-up comedy, or traveling to another country alone. Only you know the things that are going to push you way out of your comfort zone and into the realm of new possibilities and opportunities. The things that terrify you are where the real treasures of your life exist. Joseph Campbell once said, The very cave you're afraid to enter turns out to be the source of what you're looking for. In other words, the things that terrify you and make you dreadfully uncomfortable, that's where all the juicy, amazing, expansive, joyful things can grow and expand from. So instead of holding what you fear at arm's length, what if you actually took steps toward them? Or better yet, learn to understand, embrace, and integrate those fears into the collage of your entire being and celebrated them as your teachers. That's some powerful soul medicine right there. At the very least, when you choose to do something uncomfortable, you'll learn something new about yourself. At the very best, you'll discover that what you really desire is born from your willingness to experiment, to try new things, and consciously choose to do uncomfortable things. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, All life is an experiment. The more experiments you make, the better. So remember to have fun with learning more about your fears. Get comfortable with the uncomfortable and try things you've never done before. You never know who or what is waiting to embrace you on the other side of a new life experiment. The comfort zone is appropriately named because it's comfortable. I mean, who doesn't like a really good routine? Something you can do mindlessly every day, get stuff done, you just coast through it. I mean, you even remark to yourself, I don't even remember doing it, I just do it like that every day. There's comfort in that. There's comfort in being in the know of what you're doing. Having that self-confidence, you know what you do and you do it well, and you're comfortable there. You know, you have your same group of friends. They all know you. They know your backstory. They know what you're all about. It's comfortable. Your job, you've already gone through the bumps and bruises, the training, the awkwardness of getting to know your coworkers. It's comfortable. You like your activities. You go here, you go there. You do certain activities because it's involved in your family, others, maybe your church. It's comfortable. And your hobbies, they bring you comfort. They're cozy. They respond well to what you do. You're good at them. It's comfortable. Boundaries are appropriately named because they have limits. 
and therefore our protection. They surround us. They keep us safe. We know we can go this far and no further. We communicate our boundaries in order to receive the same treatment for those that are on the outside of our boundaries. No, no, no. Only come this far. It's comfortable when I'm kept at a safe distance. Maybe it protects myself from overstepping and getting involved in things that I really don't need to get involved in. But sometimes we get stuck behind the walls. Instead of creating fences, okay, stay with me for the visual. I can see through a fence. It's still keeping me within that boundary, but I can see what's on the other side. Whereas when I build these big walls, I'm stuck behind there. I'm tucked into my little cozy, comfortable area, and I can't see what's going on on the other side. So walls seem to be more permanent, where fences allow you to create more of a temporary boundary. Maybe you need it for right now, but you want to look at how you can step outside of that comfort zone. How can you start stepping out? Sometimes we push really hard and then we retreat. Ah, that was too soon. I'm not comfortable there. I may have pushed it a little too far. But I urge you, instead of retreating all the way back to behind your wall, push your boundary, step out. If you feel like it's too soon or you've gone too far, look at adjusting your boundaries. Maybe they don't need to be behind the wall this time, but we can move them a little bit further. If you never push the boundary, you'll never know the result. Rebecca Fryer at forcebrands.com shares how to push your boundaries to achieve big things. Have you ever considered that the only thing standing in the way of accomplishing your loftiest goals might be you? When it comes to achieving aspirational goals, mindset, accountability, and other factors play key roles. Best-selling author, speaker, and executive coach Nicholas Leeton helps business owners be happier and more profitable. In an article for Entrepreneur, Leeton outlines six practical ways to push your limits to accomplish things you never thought possible. Growth comes from pushing the limits of what's possible within your existing skill set and expertise. Of the hundreds of entrepreneurs I have coached, Leeton said, the most successful have perfected these six tactics. Number one, change your mindset from limited to limitless. When it comes to pushing your boundaries, mind over matter is key. If you believe you can't achieve something, then you're limiting yourself and your abilities. Leeton cites that it may be these limiting beliefs that are holding you back. To push past these mental hurdles, ask yourself, why isn't it possible? Or who told you that you couldn't accomplish this? Your mindset is a powerful tool and can be one of the best resources for helping you reach your full potential. Number two. Set those goals high. Go ahead, dream big. Those visionary pie-in-the-sky ideas that you might have may actually be more realistic than you think. But just as micro-habits are the key to sustainable growth, 
Setting smaller goals along the way are good stepping stones to achieve the larger ones. Leiden says that setting smaller goals can help you identify where you may be limiting your progress. Number three, determine your motivation. It seems obvious that motivation plays an integral role in achieving goals of any kind. Leiden encourages manifesting these dreams through visualization. Photos, mood boards, and daily mantras are all good ways to keep your goals top of mind. Number four, get uncomfortable. Doing something you've never done often means pushing yourself. Naturally, this can feel uncomfortable for many. Be mindful that growth comes from challenging yourself. If you're never uncomfortable, you can never grow. Challenge yourself to do new things that you feel are uncomfortable. Over time, you'll begin feeling comfortable with your new limits. Repeating this process over and over will help you continue to stretch yourself. Remember that every expert was once a beginner. Number five, embrace failure. When asked about his work on the modern light bulb, Thomas Edison stated, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways it won't work. When pushing the boundaries of your skills and experience, you are bound to face failure. How you approach failure can greatly impact your ability to continue growing. Failing provides opportunities to learn valuable lessons that you can use and implement. Failure is a natural part of growth, so use it to your advantage. Number six, seek accountability. Some people have the discipline to push themselves to reach new heights. Others might need help from those around them. If you need support from others, find someone who can push you and challenge you to do more and take risks. A good accountability partner can be a mentor, coach, or another person who can provide candid feedback and guide you. Anything is possible with a dream, a passion, and the ability to push yourself. You know, you have to believe in yourself. I know that sounds super cliche, but it's true. If you don't believe in yourself and someone is encouraging you, but you don't see it, you don't really take it seriously. That can happen to so many people, especially when they want more for you than you want for yourself. Now, encouragement is so important, and that's what I built my whole foundation on. It was really a revelation for me because I kept thinking about motivation and goal setting, and maybe someone just doesn't have a good goal in mind. But it goes deeper than that. First, you have to be encouraged. You really have to embrace the fact that you can do it, whatever it is. Before you set a goal, you have to have confidence in yourself to be able to do anything. And sometimes it's just about picking someone up and letting them know you're in their corner. But empty encouragement is where that other person doesn't meet you halfway. So if you're the person encouraging, I just want you to know that, that it might take a little bit deeper encouragement. It might take, hey, take your time. Have patience. I believe in you. Let's put one foot in front of the other. And if you're the person on the other side of that, 
know that this is not just going to land in your lap and all of a sudden you're going to wake up and be like, Shazam, I can do whatever I want to do. Let me jump out of bed and get going. It might take you meeting someone halfway to grab a hold of that encouragement. So start with what you want. Now, many times, if you're kind of down and you're not feeling it, it's hard to figure that out because what happens the minute you think of something, you shut yourself down. Yeah, I can't do that. I don't have what it takes to do that. You've bought into all these limiting beliefs. So you just shut it down without even trying. So not only should you start with what you want today, but also what do you like, but you can't see yourself there. That's okay. If you can't visualize yourself there, then you might have to start a little bit further back. Once you think of what you like, but you can't see yourself there, then you can meet yourself in the middle and see what you're capable of today and how you can push yourself to get a little bit further. Who has the loudest voice when it comes to shutting you down or lifting you up? Have you thought about that? It might feel like the world is attacking you and there's so many naysayers around you. But if you listen closely, a lot of times it's yourself. Your voice is the loudest. Hannah Van Horn shares more about limiting beliefs, how they hold you back, and how to break free. This is found on dayoneapp.com. Limiting beliefs are negative thoughts about yourself, others, or the world in general. Harboring limited beliefs can stop you from achieving your dreams, developing healthy relationships, or creating change in any area of your life. Renowned self-help author and motivational speaker Wayne Dyer once said, there is one grand lie that we are limited. The only limits we have are the limits we believe. People hold on to counterproductive ways of thinking for many reasons. Sometimes a person may not even realize how thought patterns influence other aspects of life. Fortunately, you can change your thought patterns. Therapy is an effective tool for learning more about your beliefs and how they affect you, but you can do additional work in this area on your own. Journaling can also help you recognize the limiting beliefs and actions that prevent you from living a healthier, happier life. Limiting beliefs are usually negative or rigid convictions you accept as absolute truth unless you take the time to question them. In other words, people hold tight to their limiting beliefs without questioning their source or considering whether their personal experience actually supports the belief. You may have adopted these belief systems in childhood or gathered them along the way. There are some sources of limiting beliefs that can inhibit your personal growth. These are things like family beliefs and values, education and influence from teachers, mentors, friends, and colleagues, inherent or learned bias, personal experiences, especially those that ended negatively, the inability or unwillingness to consider other perspectives. Though they hold you back in some way, 
Limiting beliefs also keep you in your personal comfort zone, which can be difficult to leave. Emotional comfort zones are those places that are familiar, even if they aren't healthy. Despite any dysfunction associated with a comfort zone, you know how to survive within that space, and you don't have to do the work of personal growth. Limiting beliefs may feel safe and familiar, but they also create a mental obstacle that can be difficult to overcome. The human brain thinks about 6,000 thoughts a day. People repeat a high percentage of those thoughts. Imagine the impact of telling yourself some version of, I'm not capable or I'm not worthy, dozens of times a day, day after day. Whether negative or positive, the lens through which you see the world, your beliefs, impacts almost every aspect of life, including things like the actions you're willing to take, your relationships, whether you follow your passions, your perspective about yourself, others, and life in general, your definitions of good, bad, true, and false, the steps you take to maintain good health, your character, your happiness levels, your self-esteem, and confidence levels. A limiting belief can also decrease your motivation to change. For example, if you already believe you will fail, why would you put much energy into making a change? In this way, these beliefs are like self-fulfilling prophecies. Your thoughts sabotage your chances of success before you even take the first step. Limiting beliefs are like thieves that steal your opportunities, but recognizing your own limiting beliefs isn't always easy. Most people accept their beliefs as true without questioning them too closely. Seeing examples of how harmful beliefs have affected opportunities for others may shed some light on your unhelpful thinking habits. Have you ever said, I don't deserve blank? Jim wants to buy his first home. He grew up in a rented apartment and his two older siblings also rent their homes. Jim's experience tells him homeownership is out of reach for blue-collar workers like himself. Without even speaking to a loan agent or real estate broker, Jim has decided he won't ever be able to afford a mortgage. Jim's belief that he doesn't deserve his own home due to his modest income or family history stops him from even taking the first step to making his dream come true. Does this ring a bell? I'm not good enough. Alicia loves singing. She's been singing in her church choir since childhood, and many people have encouraged her to sing professionally. Now that her children are grown, Alicia dreams about auditioning at the local community theater that frequently performs musicals. Alicia fears her talent won't meet the expectations of trained singers and actors. She also doubts that someone her age with no theater experience could succeed so she misses the window for open auditions and never brings up her idea again. You might have thought everyone else is blank. Emily longs to find Mr. Right and start a family, but her limiting belief is that men always leave, 
Emily's father abandoned his family when Emily was just two years old. The few romantic relationships Emily has been in have ended in painful breakups. The combination of her childhood and adult experiences has convinced Emily that all men are unreliable. Instead of working on her own personal growth issues so she can be a healthier partner in a happier relationship, Emily continues dating emotionally unavailable men. Does this sound about right? It's not realistic. Jenny recently completed her MBA. She has a great idea for a software program that could improve the customer experience for online shoppers. She knows she has the knowledge to run a successful software company, but she also has the belief that launching her own business isn't realistic. She lands a good job working for a major online retailer where she's got steady work and a reliable paycheck. During a lunch hour conversation, Jenny shares her software idea with a coworker. That coworker pitches the idea to a supervisor and gets the lead position on the new project. How about I never finish things? Noah has always dreamed of writing a novel. He's even sketched out a rough draft of his book. Unfortunately, Noah has the limiting belief that he never follows through. As a child, Noah was creative and enjoyed trying many different things, but his parents became discouraged because he never stuck with one hobby long enough to become highly skilled. Eventually, they stopped paying for music lessons and art supplies because he didn't take anything seriously. Convinced that he doesn't have the determination to finish, Noah gives up on becoming a novelist even before finishing chapter one. How many times have you said, I don't have enough time? You know, Sarah has always wanted to learn a second language. She even purchased online lessons to learn French. But between work, family commitments, and her social life, Sarah keeps telling herself that she doesn't have enough time to dedicate to learning a new language. Years go by, and the online lessons remained untouched. Sarah's belief that she doesn't have enough time becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, preventing her from fulfilling her dreams of becoming bilingual. Are you a perfectionist? Have you ever said, I must not make mistakes? I mean, how unrealistic is that? Well, Peter is a talented artist who's been invited to showcase his work at a local gallery. Excited but terrified, Peter begins to create a new piece for the exhibition. As he works, his fear of making a mistake paralyzes him. Has that happened to you? He erases and reworks the same section over and over, never satisfied with his progress. As the deadline approaches, Peter's obsession with perfection prevents him from completing his work. The gallery spot remains empty and Peter's limiting beliefs stop him from taking a significant step in his artistic career. How many times have you felt people will judge you? Samantha loves dancing and wants to join a local dance group. However, she's afraid of what her friends and family will think. Despite her passion and talent, Samantha fears that people will judge her or think that her hobby is silly and a waste of time. Her fear of judgment holds her back, and she never auditions for the dance group. 
Samantha's limiting belief prevents her from pursuing what could have been a joyful and fulfilling experience. Many of us have thought, I'm just too old to start something new. Well, Frank has recently retired. He's always been interested in photography, but never pursued it seriously. Now that he has the time, he contemplates enrolling in a photography course. However, he keeps telling himself that he's too old to start something new and that it's a young person's game. Frank's belief that age is a barrier prevents him from exploring his passion for photography, leaving his camera to gather dust. Old dog, new tricks? Some of us say, I just can't change. Jessica has struggled with her temper all her life. It's affected her relationships and even her career. After a particularly heated argument with a coworker, Jessica decides to seek help. However, she quickly becomes discouraged, believing that her anger is just part of who she is and she can't change. Despite the availability of therapy and self-help resources, Jessica's limiting belief that she can't change leads her to abandon her efforts to improve, keeping her stuck in a pattern of behavior that continues to harm her life. Journaling is one of the simplest, best wellness tools available. The practice of journaling costs nearly nothing to start, and anyone can do it anywhere. Keeping a journal for personal growth provides many physical and mental health benefits. One study involving the three-minute mental makeover concluded that completing even a single journaling exercise helped reduce stress in healthcare practitioners, patients, and families at a children's hospital. Further research finds that it improves your mood, increases feelings of well-being, can even lower your blood pressure, alleviates depression and anxiety, and can increase your resilience. Now, if you're thinking journaling, Lord, when can I have time to do that? Or if you're thinking diary, some kind of chronological entry, and then you miss a couple of days, and then you feel guilty and you've got to go back and catch everything back up. That seems taxing. At least I'm saying that because I know it did for me. So recently, I bought a new planner for the year. Now with your planner, you have the days, right? You have the calendar in there. But after the calendar, most of them have a little section, almost like a paragraph or two, for each of the actual days. So that way you could go in and maybe elaborate on a doctor's visit, so to speak. For me, I've been using those days just to capture some ideas, maybe something different that happened during the day or something that I want to remember year to year, and I've been doing it there. Boy, I'll tell you, that has really taken away stress when I think about journaling because I don't have to come up with this elaborate story, something that's so cohesive, but I can go in and I can write little things. You know, I found a journal entry like that for my mother back in the 70s, and it was when we went to Australia. She actually kept it because it was a sabbatical that we went on for my dad. He, long story, he's a glassblower. He did a sabbatical in Australia, and we were over there for about six months. So this little black book, it really was, 
had a little area for her actually to put in um, dollar entries of keeping up with their financials for their per diem. That's what it started out with. And boy, that was funny in itself, you know, seeing how much everything cost back in the early 70s. But anyway, she also put in a couple of other things, people that they met, how the day was, what they did was interesting, something anecdotal about my brother and I. And it was such a joy just to go back and read those little entries. So I encourage you to think about it that way. Just reset the way that you think about journaling. Do you know what your limiting beliefs are or where they came from? You can't challenge a belief if you can't identify it. I'm going to give you some journal prompts to help you work through those ideas. Then you can uncover the hidden beliefs that might be holding you back. Understand their origins and create a strategy to challenge and overcome them. Grab a pen and get ready. What belief do I hold that might be limiting my progress or happiness? Where did this belief come from? Was it something someone said to me? Or did it grow from a specific experience? What evidence can I find that contradicts this limiting belief? What examples from my life or others show this belief might not be true? In what ways has this belief held me back? What opportunities might I have missed because of it? What is a positive belief that I can replace the limiting belief with? How does it feel to hold this new belief? What would my life look like without this limiting belief? How would I feel, act, and think? What small steps can I take to act in alignment with this new positive belief? How can I create daily affirmations to reinforce my new belief? What obstacles might I face in challenging this belief and how can I overcome them? How do I feel when I think about this new belief? What emotions come up and why might that be? How am I holding myself to a standard or belief that I wouldn't hold others to? Why might that be? How does this belief show up in my daily life? Am I mindful of it when it's influencing my thoughts or actions? Then write a letter to yourself explaining why this belief is no longer serving you and how you can plan to move past it. I want to give you a few more prompts. The ability to be introspective and reflect on your thoughts and actions is necessary for growth. So think about these as you start your journaling practice. When do I feel happiest? List five of your attributes that you're most proud of. Think about those. It might take you a moment, but be honest with yourself. What are you proud of? It's okay to toot your own horn. What is one thing that you can do today to remind yourself that you are enough? Then write, in what ways do you limit yourself? What are your core beliefs 
And where do those come from? Limiting beliefs are negative thoughts. You think about yourself, others, and the world in general. People form these beliefs based on what they've learned as children or through life experiences. But beliefs aren't necessarily true. They are what you come to believe as the truth. Holding on to limiting beliefs can negatively impact your whole life. Fortunately, you have the power to overcome self-imposed limits and reframe your ways of thinking. Journaling can be an important tool that supports self-growth as you challenge outdated and dysfunctional beliefs. For many of you, this may seem like old hat advice. And for others, there might be a golden nugget that you just hadn't thought about. But for the majority of us, timing is everything. And what seems like a simple idea we should have adopted decades ago is now a new revelation. Going beyond your limits and testing boundaries is a transformative journey that fosters personal growth. So here are some ways to embark on this empowering process. First, step out of your comfort zone. Challenge yourself by taking on tasks or experiences outside of that comforting zone. Embrace discomfort as a sign of growth rather than avoidance. Set some stretch goals. That's important. Establish ambitious yet achievable goals that push your capabilities. Break down larger goals into smaller ones and make those steps actionable. Embrace failure as a learning opportunity. Understand that failure is just a natural part of growth. Analyze any setbacks, extract lessons, and use them as stepping stones to success. Cultivate a growth mindset. Adopt a mindset that sees challenges as opportunities to learn and improve. Focus on the process rather than fixating solely on the end results. The fun can be in the process, as well as the frustration, but let's focus on the fun. Seek new experiences. Explore unfamiliar territories, whether it's traveling to new places, trying different activities, or meeting diverse people. Variety and novelty stimulate personal growth. Let me say that again. Variety and novelty stimulate personal development. Learn from feedback. Be open to constructive criticism and feedback. Now, that doesn't mean listen to your naysayers. Get with an accountability partner that can provide some honest, constructive, kind feedback. Use insights from others to refine your skills and perspectives. Always be learning. Stay curious and commit to lifelong learning. Acquire new knowledge and skills to adapt to an ever-changing environment. If not, it'll leave you behind. Build up your resilience. You can do this by facing adversity head-on. Resilience is the ability to bounce back stronger from your challenges. It doesn't mean you won't get knocked down, but it means you'll always get up. Surround yourself with inspirational individuals. Now you may have to find them, connect with them, and let them challenge you. 
learn from their experiences, and draw motivation from their achievements. Always be reflective and self-assessing. Regularly reflect on your journey and assess your progress. Understand your strengths, weaknesses, and areas for improvement. Be honest with yourself. You can be your own coach. If you want to share Encouraged Mentology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit EncouragedMentology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you. Personal growth is a continuous process, and by consistently testing your boundaries, you unlock untapped potential leading to a more resilient, adaptable, and fulfilled version of yourself. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone threw until the path was clear. That's when I found you. How I wound up here. Shining bright So I held you in my arms